Hello and welcome to the Antique Dust Pop-Up Podcast. Yay! Yay! I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! Woo! Yay! Yeah. So, we so Jonathan. have... What have oh we been doing? my gosh, yeah. So, reluctantly, I have to say reluctantly, when I was swept away, we have reviewed the Tomorrow's People. Reluctant. Well... I'm more of a Howard's Way soapy drama and sort of, yeah, that sort of thing. However, I have actually been really, really drawn into the murky depths of sci-fi. And we've covered the uh, Tomorrow People, the original, Mm -hmm. the reboot, and the reboot reboot. Oh my God. It just shows our commitment. It shows our commitment. Our commitment to the art. So we watched the very first storyline of the very first series. So we watched the original Tomorrow, Tomorrow's People. Which was, oh gosh, that was done in 1973. 1973. Well, it was first broadcast in 1973. Yes. The year I was born. Yay. yay. <laughs> and I, I'm old enough to have some memories of the Tomorrow People, but the later... Series well, well, from the seventies, not not the nineteen seventy three version. I'm not that old. <laughs> no, but um, the nineteen it started in nineteen seventy three, and it broadcast up until February seventy nine. Yeah, it was only expected to last three years because that was sort of that was the long the, ex- that, yeah. the, the, the expected length of a of a of a TV series. But it did ca- it captured the imagination so. The rundown, I say, it was created by a, a lovely chap called Roger Price, and it was done for ITV. Yes. <gasps> I know. I wasn't allowed to watch ITV as a child. Yes. It was actually made by Thames Television mm-hmm. for, for ITV, yeah. and it was kind of thought of as being ITV's equivalent to Doctor Who. Mm. However, there's a little, there was an issue with that. Because it was made by Thames Television, which had the London... Uh, broadcasting rights for ITV from Monday to Friday. Uh-huh. Unlike Doctor Who, it couldn't be broadcast on a Saturday because Thames didn't broadcast on a Saturday. Really? Yeah, oh. which is why it ended up having a, a midweek Kitty slot afternoon slot. But then again, it was it's a kids show. Of course, it's a kids show. Absolutely, um, it's very very much a kids show. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, basically, tomorrow people are a homo superior, um, so they have supernatural powers, um, but there's some sort of galactic nonsense that make these people sort of superhuman, and they have galactic nonsense. Galactic nonsense. Ah, quite like, quite like yes. that. Well, there, there is a galactic. We didn't we didn't see it in the first. No. In the first series, but later series reveals that there is a a galactic element to it because the galactic federation not the same federation as Blake 7 with the nasty Cerberlan but this is a very um you know uh, beneficial um galactic federation in the tomorrow people that that look after newly emerging uh telepathic species which of course the tomorrow tomorrow people are they're, they're born normal humans, and they evolve. And then at, at puberty at, strikes, at puberty rather than grow strike. a beard, they start. Uh, 
they start teleporting and using yes. tele- te- telekinetics. Yeah, they they start they, they have emergent psionic powers. I think is the expression you might you might use. Somewhat somewhere in adolescence, they they break out and develop telepathy, tele- telekinesis. And teleportation or jaunting, yeah. as it's called. We love to go on a jaunt. We like a jaunt. We don't do much of a range of Tupperware. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we, we don't do much jaunting nowadays, but the pandemic and everything. No. But um, <laughs> pre-pandemic, we were forever jaunting. Jaunting to the various national trucks. We're very jaunty. <laughs> yes. Range very, of tweed. Very jaunty. <laughs> so I, I. I I thought, oh God, I'll sit through this. But actually, it was actually really, it was quite, it it was really well introduced. I mean, all all the stories we watched are the origin stories. Um, so so we we meet uh, the Motley crew. So we have um, we have uh, have John, who's the leader. Yes, John seventeen. John, <laughs> yeah. John seventeen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so. Played by Nicholas Young. We have um, we have Kenny, who is a ragamuffin, uh, sort yes, of the youngest. Yeah, he's the uh, he's supposed to be the youngest. I he, think about he, eleven or twelve. Yes, or something. yeah, but but unfortunately, um, uh, Stephen Salmon, who played Kenny, let's say he wasn't entirely blessed in the acting no. acting department, and he, he he often usually gets left behind. He's to sweep up the lab. Yeah, because. When I trained as an actor, we 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 had um, so when, when you when you're acting, I say all the other scenes you can see the actors acting against each other. But whenever there's a scene with um, the lovely Kenny in it, it's him talking on his own in a scene, a shot on his own, yes. um, rather than with somebody else. And other than it's shot, then it cuts to somebody else reacting to it, yeah. and then he's nodding. So it's as though. He's just trying to get his words out. Yeah, he's reading the dialogue. Yeah, he's reading the dialogue and it is the reaction. And yeah, so, um, but hey, I mean, everyone could start somewhere. Some of my earlier stuff was, oh God, uh, <laughs> it's quite tragic. Yes. Um, but then we have, so we have Stephen, who's newly broken out. Mm. I'm coming out. Yeah, there is a, a, I we suppose, have a montage of yeah. him blacking out in a market. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose if you think about it, perhaps there is a. It wasn't. I, I very much doubt it was. It was conscious at the time. But when you think about it, you know the idea of breaking out and coming out and so on. There's a. There's a part you, you could you could draw a parallel to yeah sort of to the sort of the gay experience yeah. Well, of, I think that's that's why sci-fi because we we are all homo superior yeah. really aren't we. <laughs> Well, and I think it's it is one of those those things. I think that's why sort of gay boys are sci-fi geeks. There is a lot of gay boys that are sci-fi geeks because they can relate to the oppression and all of that sort of nasty stuff yeah. and yeah. emotion things. And of course, speaking about homosphere, we have to briefly mention David Bowie. Don't oh we? my God. Oh, yes, you God, pretty, you tell the story. Oh, you pretty things. Well, I suppose it's a bit, I don't know. I, I, I suspect it's more urban mythology than, I love this urban than, mythology. than, than, than reality. But apparently, uh, David Bowie was uh, visiting Granada Television, where uh, Roger Price was, was working, and fell into conversation with him when because that, that was when Roger Price was beginning to come up with the idea 
of the of the Tomorrow People, even though it wouldn't ultimately be made by Granada Television mm. to say they didn't want it. And in this conversation, apparently, they 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 fell to talking about the idea of the Homo Superior. And the next thing you know, David Bowie's written a song, "Oh You Pretty Thing," and let me make it clear that you've got to make way for the Homo Superior. Yeah. And Roger Price was very keen to take credit, not only for the the, the phrase, but also for the inspiring the lyrics of the entire song oh fantastic I, I think, I, I think that's a, that's a, even if it's not true i love it i, I say i'm buying into that urban myth i've been to the gift shop i bought the t-shirt and i've got the badge <laughs> <laughs> talking about badges yes. apparently uh well tomorrow people was up against bbc blue peter it certainly was and that's why my experience of the tomorrow people was relatively limited even though I certainly did watch some of it, it was relatively limited because we were a Blue Peter house. We were a BBC house, not an ITV well, house. I wasn't allowed to watch ITV. That's well, the rough boys common, the precincts. Common, <laughs> I watched that. Only common kids watched ITV <laughs> in the 70s. So, but yeah, I I thought it... So the acting is a little bit hokey. And yeah. the... The uh, special effects... Bearing, have to bear in mind that this was uh, the original series had a, a, a starting budget of five thousand pounds, which is half ep- the budget of episode. <laughs> five thousand pounds an episode, which uh, you're right is was half the budget of, of of Doctor Who. An enormous reliance and almost no time in the studio. They had one day of location filming, followed by the next day in the studio for every for every episode. So every episode was filmed over two days. Heavy use of so the chroma key color separation overlay uh, style of special effects, which was shonky at its best in the seventies, and you know it wasn't wasn't just wasn't terrific. No. And Jedekiah, Jedekiah was meant to be the equivalent of the master in Doctor Who. Yeah, it would be a recurring a recurring villain. A recurring villain. So and. Unfortunately, and with a shape-shifting robot, shape-shifting robot. I confess the robot was quite shaky. Yeah, well, that's 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 really why Jedekian didn't become the recurring villain because <laughs> Roger because so Roger Price looked at the end result of the design <laughs> of the robot and just threw his hands up in horror and and never. Well, there was Jedekian did reappear. In the the finale of season three, which was expected to be the the, 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 the end of 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 the series entirely, and but did not appear in robot form. Right, thankfully, thank goodness. Thank goodness. That that well, that was that was a little bit hokey. Um, and so we were introduced. I say the acting was really. It was, say it was some of the actors were really good because the people who were the. Oh, the bad guys, Ginger and Lefty. Ginger and Lefty did actually have. Well, they were some of. They were well, certainly uh, Michael Standing, who played Ging, was actually uh, one of certainly one of the better actors uh, in my in my opinion. One of the better actors. In, yeah, in, and certainly in this in the episodes that we that 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 we watched, and in some ways, you you can see that the the better actors are really trying to carry. Yeah, carry it, carry, carry the the take the heavy lifting of the, of of the narrative. Yeah, and I, th- so, and I think that's uh, it's it's admirable. I think everyone. It was a budget. It was it was a budgetary thing. It was. I don't think they expected people forty year or fifty nearly fifty years later 
to be watching it. No, and that's 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 something we always really need to bear in mind. I think is that whenever we watch any of the classic TV, there was no concept in anyone's minds back in 1973 that nearly 50 years later, people morons like us will be watching yourself, love. and um <laughs> and, and having opinions about something that was essentially throwaway yeah but i there were some really good themes um running through it and although the special effects were quite hokey and it did it was padded out a lot but then again it, they were just looking for airtime yeah but you know, um, you know what I, I I would I would describe it as being really quite charming. Mm. I I was I was charmed yeah. by in spite of in spite of the 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 the, the acting, you know the, the shaky acting in spite of the special effects. the shoddy special effects, um, and I think that's probably down to the to the to the writing and the, yeah. the characters. I quite mm. I liked the. And there was okay. So Jedekiah was a bit pantomimey, but I, I, I don't was, mind that. I, 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 I quite like that. that. But then again, if you look at the master in Doctor Who, he was a bit pantomimey. Absolutely. So it was it was a bit of a rip off of well, a lot of a rip off of Doctor Who. However, the good thing about this is it sets the kids as the heroes, and I think that's what makes this show popular and made it popular it was immensely i think we kind of forget now uh, just how popular as you said yeah. it, it was more popular than than blue peter which um was quite remarkable remarkable yeah, that's for remarkable the, for the for the the 70s and it's it, it was a it was a must watch for yeah. kids awfully helped by the terrific uh theme music the, oh my re- god the stars opening sequence yeah. is that's fresh today yeah, and that the, font the, the title sequence with all with the those images coming I mean, rushing towards towards you and you're wondering what they are and the, the the opening fist which apparently is meant to represent the breaking out uh, oh. process you've got you've got cast members you've got mysterious figures you've got the the interior of a pepper for for some reason but hey ho it works yeah it it works really really well and I was really surprised they didn't use that. Uh, that the, the, the uh, an updated theme tune when they did the reboot. Well, there is a there is a reason for that because the reboot, uh, the nineteen nineties reboot, um, there was ba- basically it was studio pressure to make it completely fresh. Right. To have so there's n- there's none of the 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 the, the, the original concept apart from the, the the basic premise. There, there's none of the original cast, none of the original characters. The theme music's gone. The opening sequence is gone. The lab's gone. Tim's gone. It's oh, entirely. We haven't mentioned Tim. Tim is a biometric computer. Biotronic. Biotronic. Biometric. <laughs> biotronic. Get, get your get your terminology it's right. It's bio Jonathan. something anyway. So it's a it, biological. It's a biological computer. computer. And and they 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 have a base which is in a, an abandoned factory or a tube. I think it's, a, it's, it's an underground station. Underground station. Um, and so it, it, it you've got all the the templates for some for for for, for kids to really engage in. So they've got a den. They've got a gang of people of different people of different ages, uh, and they're all getting on. And they've got a common goal to defeat the villain. And I think 
that's really it's very much famous fivey type of premise yeah um, yeah you've got the gang of kids who are who are free from um and they've all got parental the, uh, control and, the, well, and they do seem to explain away the parents for every, every everyone uh because i say one i say when, when i think it was, was it steven um yeah so steven is uh when he blacks out it's very so the parents aren't that noticeable yes and yeah steven's off having lots of adventures and is being kidnapped and is and it's is away for days and days and days but no one really seems to be all that concerned about him <laughs> the mother's Not planning really. mother, 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 mother's she's, the, she's already got the insurance claim she, then she, she, she's on the cooking cherry <laughs> and she's planning her next fondue party yeah. <laughs> yeah so obviously you have to you have to stretch uh you know you know you, you you've got to suspend your disbelief yeah or, or about some of but then they're, they're flipping teleporting around the place so yes you do have to suspend your disbelief anyway though, it, though it's one of those things when you when you consider it it's easier to suspend disbelief about teleportation than it is to suspend disbelief about parental disinterest yes <laughs> neglectful parents yeah, yeah. so yeah it's like, but it's it, it was it is very it's like famous five with telekinesis 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 sorry yeah yeah. You can tell Jonathan is not is not used to talking about uh, about such about, things. about such things. It's, it's all it's it's all unfamiliar territory for him. Bless, so, bless him. So the original it had it, I mean, it went for a long time, and the only reason it got cancelled is because they had the, the the there was the economic downturn. Yeah, uh, where sort of inflation was going all over the place. Yeah, and and the budget got stretched the, to. To breaking, to breaking point really it just became i think it generally it just became impossible the producer at the time wanted to try to get an extra an extra studio day but um and but then you had the tv strikes and yeah it was it and roger price um well he'd he'd buggered off to he'd, america he'd, he'd buggered off to america to set up nickelodeon over yeah. america so he'd gone with the money and uh, lots of people i think it seems like there was lots of infighting with regards to the production and yeah basically and some the, of the cast think that the part of the reason for the cancellation was just because it was a popular show which, which doesn't make sense well it doesn't it does if you if you if you sort of look into internal politics of television you know like any creative industry there's a lot of jealousy so while it's good for the TV station or the company that makes it, within the, the internal politics, you know, politics of greed and envy, you know, people are always delighted to see shows that they aren't involved in. Fail. Fail. Or yeah. be cancelled, even or, if they are popular shows. Or be taken off the top slot. So, yeah. so it gives other people a chance to, to bring their stuff yeah. out which, yeah which is fair enough i mean things can't go on forever and ever but then again look at coronation Street. but at the same time it was for a show that they, as i said earlier the, the the usual length of these shows was was three years to go it went for eight years so it had a pretty pretty good had a good run good i mean run. it's just unfortunate because that the, the the series the last series ended with just four episodes and i think it should have been eight episodes but because of the strikes and everything they could only do the four and then that was it. And I think they have done radio play, uh, radio plays. Well, there was a big, big finish. finish. There's a big finish revival um, for a, for a, for a few years. They brought out a few dramas but, uh, until the the licensing was 
what was was revoked um but that's that was after the the 1990s revival mm. um but speaking of nickelodeon mm-hmm. yes. yes so that, roger price comes back to the uh, forefront yeah. so um, nickelodeon had been um repeating 70s uh tomorrow people with mm-hmm. some some success and and go hey roger price got to make some more tomorrow people yeah and is any fairness that it had the um oh gosh it had the 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 chap from uh he was very popular christian schmidt who christian schmidt yeah uh, he played todd didn't he he played todd in neighbors Neighbors. um uh, he plays adam and then say it had a multinational um cast so they could syndicate it elsewhere yeah so with a couple of americans yeah, there was two Americans. Yeah. And lots of, lots of location footage in America. <laughs> yeah, America <laughs> loosely. is American yeah. vehicles and... Yeah, uh, and, and, and very obvious London locations. locations. But never mind, never yeah. mind. I mean, but in fairness, that, it was done... It was quite quite a lot of comedy. and Well, the, that was one of the things that was very noticeable for me was, was how much of it was played for laughs. And in fact... To the point that I started to get a little bit fed up. But apparently, apparently I was rereading because we only watched the first series, um, which was five episodes. It was the longest, yeah, sort of for, yeah. S- for a story arc. Yeah, it was a long um, story. So they, they get away with Tim. Basically, they teleport into this spaceship in an island somewhere, um, somewhere in the South Pacific, South I think, Sp- isn't yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. And um, basically. Uh, so that they haven't got a talking computer, they play the same joke over and over again. Yeah, with them sort of being shot out of this, uh, out of these tunnels. Yeah. So, so there's a joke about them always landing in the in the in the in, sea, in the sea, which happens on multiple occasions. It gets tedious. It does get tedious, and then they're shot out when they they can't just climb out of this. Should should explain that on this deserted island, there's a buried alien Crap. spacecraft that seems to form their headquarters but whenever they spontaneously jaunt in, i don't think it's called jaunting i can't remember uh, but whenever they spend spontaneously teleport they're always drawn towards the island but they never quite manage to to hit it they mm. always end up splashing into the, the yeah. water and then when they they climb aboard this this spacecraft they're sort of sucked down a tube into it and land up in in this yeah, and when they go out chamber. they're propelled out of the same tube through the air through the air and onto uh, uh, adam's tent yes um, it does make it does make the joke that me when he says after this has happened about uh, through his tent has been demolished about 20 times he said i need to move the tent yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's funny but it does it does get a little bit a little bit tedious yeah so uh, but the actors are good and yes. uh so on the whole the actors the actors and again you have someone who the um is um basically he's breaking out as in he's, he keeps having a dream about an american and it's basically the the, the characters there's actually there's there's two stories of, of breaking out there's a, um the oh gosh uh um uh, lisa is uh, an American, and she's breaking out because she t- she teleports out after doing a stage doing a stage show, and disappears. And also, um, 
Um, and there's someone called Kevin um, who is also breaking out because he keeps having dreams because he's talking to Lisa. Sort of yeah. So so these two characters are breaking out simultaneously. Adam's already broken out, so yeah. he's he's already he's got a bit more experience. Yeah, he seems to be older as mm. as, as as well, and he's he's uh, been on the island for so he's kind of learned. He's basically he's a he's the, the analogist to to John mm. from the original series because yeah. in, in the original series John was the first person to break out in the world mm-hmm. presumably um so he's been around for a while and has a little bit more experience and has worked out how how things work so, yeah and i think adam is in the same sort of position he's been around a little bit longer has had his powers a bit longer and has worked out some of the some of the the, the, the rules yeah you're working out working out the rules and uh then there's marmaduke i can't like marmaduke who played Mega? Who was Megabyte? Yes. Uh, he's the he's Kevin's American friend. Yes. And he's he's meant to be just sort of normal, um, but then he breaks. He out breaks out at the end at of the, end the well. series. He's played by Christian Tessier, who who actually has gone on to to have a have a bit of a career. Mm. Yeah. But then again, so does Christian Smith. He's he's super popular because he's Australian, um, and he's sort of he's done various TV shows over there. And he's a, he's still he's still a, a good working actor. Um, I don't think um, I don't think Kevin or no or 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 Lisa. I'm not familiar. I'm not I'm not familiar with with, with their oeuvre. Oeuvre, no. Post Tomorrow People. So, but I mean, it was fun. And of it, course, um, Megabyte's father is uh, it's very familiar, very, very familiar, familiar to us because he played Orin in Howard's he Way played, in the, the he was the replacement Orin. He was the second Orin. He's yeah. the actor Jeff Harding. Yeah. To, played played the nasty Orin. Yeah, in nasty Howard's Orin way. in Howard's Way. Not the nice Not Orin. The nice sensitive Orin. But Howard's he way. he plays Megabyte's father and he's an American uh officer stationed in the UK and he even even though he is I guess he's sort of like the head of the organization that is hunting and down tomorrow people and experimenting on them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He turns out to be a, a good guy. A good guy. And we meet, we meet the sort of the sort of criminal ringleader, which is played by someone who looks very much like Super Gran, and she's a very very yeah. ladylike lady, sort of yeah. shooting shooting in the back garden, and then having having tea with someone that looks very very similar to the Queen. Which yeah. I found quite amusing. In fact, I thought it was jolly good fun. I do remember it being on because I, I was at university when this 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 happened. So sometimes, if you just like tune in, I I hadn't, I hadn't seen this. I think I'd seen a later episode because I think they re, they replaced a few of the actors. I think. You mean in the original? In, well, in this reboot. In the reboot. In the reboot. I don't, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think I think, I think one, Kevin Ke- Kevin and. Certainly, Kevin, I think, gets gets sidelined. sidelined two quite, epi- I think he has two quickly. or three episodes in the next one, and then he's replaced because he's not a very good actor. No. Um, no. And that's always the the risk um, of of um, casting people who who have limited or no acting experience, mm. because you know you just take the you know it's a gamble. Yeah, can they pull it off? Sometimes they can, and sometimes sometimes they can't. They can't. Sometimes it like goes poor old Kenny. Kenny, yes. 
who gets left sweeping up. Who gets to sweep up the lab. <laughs> because he can't act. He can't act. <laughs> so, uh, and that went on for, I think, for four or five, oh, five series. Five series, yeah. Um, so it went on for quite some time, and it was popular, and it did, do, yeah, do I don't. I don't. I remember nothing about it because, well, let's face it, I was just a little bit too old at that point to be mm. to be watching um, the uh, the Tomorrow People. Yeah, but I, and it, I was working as well, and so I wouldn't have. Uh, it didn't have the funky theme tune. And no, I did rather bland and insipid. I felt theme yeah, tune. It, yeah, and title sequence was non-existent. It was just basically a a a, a, a brief animated. Uh, 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 form up of and the in words fairness they could people. have made the five episodes into three 20 minute episodes yes well that is what we always say about classic television is that you could it could almost always can benefit from the editor's red pencil yeah and I think they, they did it, it, it was a lot it, it seemed to recap so well eventually the recaps were half the length of the, the flipping episode. episodes I know it was bonkers I know they wanted people to get tuned in because if they hadn't recorded it or it wasn't all like as it is today where you can catch up so but that leads us on to the final reboot reboot which is the 2013 american series it starts off really well um and the the i think it went 24 it commissioned 24 episodes yeah it was a standard length of uh yeah. Of an American TV series that's designed to go in, eventually into syndication, and it the budget was really thrown at it, and it starts off really good, but it's a bit it, it's a little bit all over the place, and yeah. all the actors it, it's lost its charm. It's, because it's, it's a not very got... different. It's I just it's it, you know it's be- taking the basic premise, but it's it's a completely different show. It's, it's it like aimed, a superhero. Yeah, it's aimed at. A, more of the young adult uh, audience rather than the kids or yeah. audience. You've always got these super attractive. Um, all tomorrow people apparently are incredibly attractive in this. <laughs> yeah. In this American, there's no plug ugly ones. Let's 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 face it. No. And, they, and they all have a habit of. Well, the male characters seem to have a habit of taking their shirts off. Yeah. For no apparent reason. <laughs> Partly that's around the, the one of the creators was Greg Berlanti, mm-hmm. um, who who is a an American TV producer who's done all kinds of stuff. You know, he's probably best known now for creating the Arrowverse. And right. one of the what one of the expressions that that is used in in relation to the Arrowverse is uh, absposition. <laughs> and absposition <laughs> is is the idea that that male characters explain the plot with a shirt off. With a shirt off. The shirt off their abs. Yeah, while doing exposition. And there is a there, there is an element I think of of that. I'm beginning to emerge. The tomorrow people would think was around about the same time, but you can see that that idea is beginning to emerge. And yeah. let me the let, let me explain this plot point with my shirt with off. my shirt off. And you can look at my, my look at my. But you know, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm. I'm not complaining about no. about that necessarily. And because the thing but is, it's noticeable. All the, all the actors are good actors. I don't think there's any hokey ones. Um, they're all experienced. They've got a really good budget. It's very well shot. You've got lots of lens flare yeah. and all that sort of thing. But you know what? It lost. It has no it's dull. It, it, it was dull. It starts off really good. The first episode is is really really good. It gets you really hooked in because you have got this guy who's breaking out, 
and he's yeah, and he teleports he, into into this it, next to a couple's bed, bed in between them, <laughs> in between and, them like and, and it turns out it wasn't the first time he'd done that which I, yeah. like, leads to all kinds of all kinds of thoughts yeah so and and there were, there were some a few interesting quirky things but then it just i i felt if they'd have got the the casting for a, a, a touch younger along the buffy the vampire slayer sort of age range or, or aesthetic or even look. even another another thing that greg berlanti created which was the chilling adventures of sabrina yeah you know that slightly younger it's age just it's range. Just that touch a touch below you've got super good looking people but they're not like chiseled supermodels that looks like they've the sort of you'd you'd see them at cocktail parties and things like that you want to have people that probably wouldn't be able to buy alcohol yeah sort of thing you want but these people all look like they could they're all adults they're all adults they're, they're all adults they, they might they might try and pretend that they're high schoolers but they're all <laughs> they're all yeah, and, adults and, and it's sort of marketed to sort of like for their superpowers and everything and there's lots of nonsense where that they're, they're, they're not allowed to kill so the, the rule of tomorrow people you can't kill another person um, intentionally intentionally and that and so, so and they seem to they can teleport here there and everywhere but they do seem to get another fight sequence where well, you thought right if something gets teleport, out, teleport out, of teleport out. there's so many there are a few sort of plot holes like that and it's one of the one of the problems, I suppose, of of teleportation is that it does potentially get you out of trouble quickly and easily. So if you're trying to build drama, what they, of course, what they they do in the original series, at least in the episodes that we we watched, was to fill that plot hole by by Jedekiah creating a device that stops stops people, stops teleporting. Their, their powers being able. But to when be you used. when you have because apparently, as well as teleportation, telekinesis, and all the rest of it, uh, melee fighting and martial arts seems to be skills that that, that emerge in Tomorrow People as well. Because they're all really, really good at good yeah, at that. So we have we have all these elaborate fight sequences mm. with lots of peril and threat, but they're all happening in places where they could quite readily just teleport, teleport, out. yeah, teleport so, out of it, I, or use a telekinesis, presumably. I mean, there was an interesting thing because the homo, sa- uh, homo superior aren't meant to get involved with homo sapiens because on episode three, we only watched the first three episodes, on episode three, the main protagonist is at a party and is hearing someone's thoughts and it's a girl looking to kill herself because a year previously she was in an accident where the car got stuck on the railway and the car got hit and the sister died. So she's looking to kill herself and he's trying to get involved with regards to stopping that happen and he goes to the tomorrow people and he said well we don't get involved in that but he then uses his sort of his reasoning so well we should do we should stop this because this is wrong and yes. i thought and I so thought, tomorrow people should be the the justice league and well, yeah and should, but, should and interfere I, and, and yeah. i think that, that that element do good i, I like I, I kind i like that and i think that's that that was that was a nice hook into that that sort of sort of like well so we we're not just us and them let's do something for good and also jedekiah is rather than an evil robot he is hit the he's an evil uncle he's an evil uncle who and is, he's jedekiah price deliberately named as a nod to roger price Price. yeah so 
it's good. It, the aesthetics are good, but it just got lost in the quagmire of all the other superhero things that were coming yeah. out. It sort of felt it, it was... Trying to be it, something it's trying, not. Yeah, it was sort of trying to be X-Men. But, but with a slightly younger age range, which just didn't... It didn't work. I mean, I think if it was done again today, they may have they may do something along with Sabrina, the teenage witch sort of thing, with a younger thing. And I think, I think the premise is really good because it is a sort of a kids' adventure, and then it, that's why it makes it successful because kids always want to have be superheroes or they want to be have special powers and defeat evil and have a, a ragtag muffin group of people that are get together and they conquer. And together, their skill set, they can overcome. And I think that's the good thing. But with the smaller people, they just seemed so... Their base seemed, like, super slick and everything. Who's budgeting that? Yeah, he, that, that's a good point. <laughs> so... Obviously, that, that's something that, that comes up in, in the, the 70s series as to how on earth... How, how on earth are the... Where, where did they get Tim from? And how on, how on earth are they paying for all of this? And it turns out that John is some kind of super-duper inventor who supposedly built Tim, but then what we learn later on is that he had help, he had help from the, the Galactic yeah. Federation. So, I mean, so that sort of thing's explained away, but with this one, I mean, I didn't give it a chance yeah. to, to... But in, to, in this one, at least they do, they do have Tim. They've got Tim and they've got the underground And Tim is base. played by Mr. Downton Abbey. Yes, Tim, the voice of Tim is Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey. Who died in episode, series three. Yeah, Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Matthew Crawley. Yeah. Um, but t- but Tim appears to be a, a, a an LCD projector <laughs> rather than a, a supercomputer, which is slightly peculiar. Well, Tim, t- Tim in the in the reboot reboot, um, he is, that Tim is stolen technology from Jedekiah Price. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. No, that but yeah, because t- Tim is 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 a computer that has been developed. That's from Jedekiah Price. Oh. So I miss I missed that. Yeah. So I pro- that was probably when I was nodding off. Yeah, because it, it, the episodes are very long. I mean, it's very slick. Yeah. And I I feel that it sort of missed missed its audience. The the it it was too. I think it was too grown up to appeal to to kids, kids and it was too juvenile to appeal to, appeal to, 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 adults. to adults. And I I think you know, and the the young adult audience base i just didn't i just don't think it i think it just missed it just missed the mark somehow it certainly didn't appeal to me by the time you watched the third episode i'd really no, no interest, interest in watching no. anymore but i mean i think the, the premise of it is really good and i think that's a lot of good a lot of things to say sometimes it's best to leave it alone but i think there is there is the market to have this rebooted i mean look you had the sarah jane adventures which that was super super popular. That went for five series, and that again was kids. Yeah, I think fighting I, evil. Yeah, and I mean, I can see, I could see the Tomorrow People being rebooted for the fourth time as a UK show. Yeah, as a kids show, but with twenty first century technology, technology and aesthetics and ideas and show running and yeah. continuity and all the rest of it. That I think it could probably do quite well you know could do a as a a uk uh alternative to the u.s superhero yeah that, that um, whole superhero genre is just going it's just going on i think the, the, it's hit maximum overload and yeah it's just one of the things so anyway dear listener 
That is our little summary from Antique Dust on the Tomorrow People. All three versions. All three plus, versions. Plus a little bit about the, the audio as well. Yes, a little bit about the audio. Um, if there's any TV shows from classic vintage era that you want Antique Dust to dust down, please do get in contact. We are available on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dust. You can email us at hello at antiquedust.co.uk. Well, we've got more exciting programming to come soon. Anyway, so this is Jonathan signing off. Farewell. And this is Rob saying goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.